throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our coworkers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show, and we're all about connections, the ones that we make, the ones we sometimes miss, and also, importantly, our own connection to ourselves. Uh, we hope to entice you, to empower you, and give you some things that are worth considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I am here with my co-host. She is back, Dr. Alexia Georgiousis, a naturopathic doctor. Uh, welcome back. Thank you, Gord. Thank you we very much. You. It's good to be back. Thank you. You might even be like giving us a surprise or something tonight, I understand. Yes, there yeah. will be a little surprise later. Well, okay. People are just going to have to listen and find out what that is. We are live. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, uh, we have a number that is toll-free from anywhere in North America. It is 1-888-346-9141. So just to repeat, by the time you're just grabbing a pen, one 346 9141 So this is about strengthening our spiritual connections. Uh, that was kind of an interesting area, you know, because, you know, it seems to be a human trait that, you know, as situations in our life become more harried and in, or we become indecisive, grinding to a halt, even getting scared. We stop doing the good things that we may already have been doing for ourselves such as sleeping, such as, you know, uh, eating good food. Instead, we go over to more junk food, uh, spend less time exercising, drink more alcohol or abuse other substances, um, and gradually just watch our mental state become less stable and we become less clear. And we may not even notice that this is going on. It's like just a, a slide, slide into it, you know? Um, and it's unbelievable how unconscious we become. Yeah, it's you know. shocking. It, it, I think that there's a real sense of wanting connection. And when we feel so lost or overwhelmed, or all of the other things you've said, that we try to reach for something outside. And Always. we think it's going to fill that connection, that void. Yeah, yeah, the giant uh, hole in the soul. Uh, I thought that was such a great uh, definer years ago. Um, mm -hmm. If we look yes. at today now, like, you know, what many, many people we're going through what we're experiencing, illness, uh, separation, loss of people, places, and things, a loss of our familiars, you know, and that's huge. Um, mm -hmm. pe people think that we're just putting up with a pandemic. We're actually experiencing things that we're not even aware of, I think. Feeling a loss of control, of being dictated to, now, anybody that has just the slightest bit of rebellion in them, like I have all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think I'm part of that, yes. Yeah, fools rush group. in. Fools rush in where angels are there to tread. Yes. Um, you know, is like that, that kid becomes very, you know, agitated and becomes really activated sometimes. Anxiety over financial, our health, jobs, housing, food, um, our children, vaccines. I mean, the list is on and on that, you know, is, is giving us angst, uh, depression, 
real or perceived, you know, from, from really so many losses. Again, that loss of familiars and being forced into situations that you don't have control over. And control's really, really big. That's where, you know, if you follow Twitter and you follow any of these, you know, social medias, the, the postings are always about that getting control back. Who are these politicians yeah. think they are? Right. You know? right. And it's a, it's a, it's a very um, masculine sort of energy to try to control things. And I think that the pandemic is really shifting everything to really wake people up, but also have them shift out of this illusion that we have control. It's and a huge illusion. It's a huge illusion, but yes. it requires that we become become more comfortable in those the feminine qualities of expansiveness, where we can be creative and collaborative. But feminine energy isn't gentle, right? It's very destructive. Mm. So with destruction, we have to have creation. But I think that globally, we don't really have a lot of sort of mainstream accessible tools that are helping us with all of those feelings. Because these feelings are so disruptive for our identity. Who are we? People have lost their jobs. People have had to recreate it. Moving, deaths, facing mortality is another thing that so many people haven't oh, yeah. really stepped into. And, well, and, most and it's, don't. Yeah, and we, it, it, right. And, and I think it's this little pressure cooker that we're in is meant to help us choose how do we want to live going forward? What's really important in our lives? Yep. But it's, it's not an easy process, right? Well, and what's interesting is, is you know, my experience with, with energies has always been when one energy comes up, the other one will come up to try and force it to meet it, especially yeah. the masculine versus the feminine energy. Very so interesting. We yeah. have been in masculine energy for eons and eons. Um, and by that, I'm talking war and, you know, taking control and taking things away from people, like all of that sort of yucky masculine stuff. And so, you know, the feminine energy, you know, began to build maybe, I don't know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago. Um, we did that show actually about what happened we in, did. The mid, in the 1800s, you know, yeah, we, we did. did. Like, all of yeah. these, all of these religions were coming along and that's all the yeah. feminine energy, right. you know, um, some of them are still around, some of them are still doing well, but the masculine energy now is like really pushing hard. It you is. Know, it's it hard is. right now. It is um, rigidity and and, and domination, right? Real yep. sense of, you know, it has to be rigid and this way, only this way. Yep. And it's really revealing. It's it's quite shocking. The way it was, the way it is, the way it was. Yeah. You know, that's where that's the proverbial. We let's get back, get back mm -hmm. to where we were. Not no. where can we go to yeah. from here? Because that does require tearing down. And it does require reordering and rethinking and reestablishing or, or establishing something totally new. Well, you know it does I mean? require a, a sort of a softening, but not a powerless softening. Oh, no. It's a not sense of, of openness. Right. You know, a sense of saying, I can actually be more expansive and it's see more, has more possibilities. Yes. Possibilities. Perspectives. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, you have, you know, sort of the, the two big, big masculine energies, as far as countries are, the Russia and, and America, you know, and they're like teetering on the edge of the Ukraine, you know, 
and and Putin's pushing. And, you know, Russia's going down the tube as is America in terms of you know the the amount of illness within the, both of those countries. You know, their healthcare systems are very very challenged, and yet you know, they're worrying about the border of what what is what was you know with the Ukraine. You know, does one really need to you know in the moment of vulnerability go in and like you know, blow your house down. It just seems like, let's start a war. That's how insane this has become, you know. Well, it has become insane. And I think, Gord, you're touching on, you know, the aspect of the internal war that we have. There's a saying, and I don't remember what it's from, but the only holy war is really what's going on inside of us, that our separation from the divine. And this aspect of, what does it mean to strengthen a spiritual connection and why is that valuable? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, when you don't have that, any spiritual connection, you feel like the paper bag or the, the, the plastic bag at a windstorm, you know, that just like blows around and, and so on. Whereas getting some sort of a spiritual connection is really about connecting to ourselves. Yes. It allows us to feel our feet on the ground, you know, and, and hold it. Uh, uh, tight, you know, and the, and I think there's, you know, some things that we can do, like, how do you sp- strengthen a spiritual connection? It's really not hard. It's really, it's so easy to do. It's just that we don't do it. We don't think to do it. We don't do it. And I think, Gord, you know, in my own experience, it wasn't something that I learned and had practice with in terms of what that actually meant as a child. It wasn't until, you know, I was older that I started to explore spirituality. But as a child, even though I felt there was something, it was very different, for example, your background, right, Right. growing up. Right. You know, you you had sort of mentors, you had the the guidance, and you also had something in you, I think, was obviously drawn to this, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it was just like, yeah, it's still there to this day. Yes, you know, yes, that same sort of fascination, uh, the just the knowing somehow that was there. But that's what, you know, God bless her, my grandmother identified, you know, and sort of uh, brought me in. Now, some of the language we use, she certainly didn't use. She didn't talk about grounding and, right. and all of that. I mean, it was the old school training, but you know what? It works just as well. It really was about that connection in a way. Yeah. You know, we just didn't talk about it. In that way, you know. Um, so one of the things, though, that uh, was probably one of the biggest biggest lessons was to learn how to be in the moment. Yes. You know that if you're thinking about what was and you're worrying about what will be, you can't be in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and yet here's reality. Here's physics. We are only in the moment. There, you know, in terms of time and space. <clears throat> where we are consciously is exactly what we are. Yeah. Hard, Very, hard, and, hard. And, and that's, it's hard. And it's also, it's also a practice where it becomes so uh, in not, I don't want to say the word enticing, but even if you touch that full present moment in our wholeness, it feels so amazing that you just oh, want to stay God, there, yeah. but. Uh, personally, I've never been able to stay there for much longer than a few seconds at a time. Maybe a minute. Maybe. No, no. Maybe. I don't. Okay. So 
this is this is what I what I have learned from my my uh, students, and that is I can't teach them, or when I'm doing counseling with them, really being present to their story. If I lose, if I leave the now, because the moment I leave the now, they're going to ask me a question. I'll go, huh? <laughs> you know, it goes right over your head when you're teaching. You know, because both you and I both teach the same way. Mm-hmm. You and I are talking now in the now. Yes. You know, we're looking at each other. We're not in the same room. You know, they Zoom and we're talking. But there's a flow because both of us are connecting in a way that is simply here and now. If I'm thinking about what I'm going to do and make dinner later and, oh, I need to bring this down. I'm going to there'll be absolutely no flow going on here. Yeah. You know, yeah. if or right. you'll go, uh, Gord, are you are you are you still with me? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like I, I've left the conversation. Totally. And, and so when we do that, it's like leaving our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very very well said. Yes, we are. Our, our life are. and is and, happening I, and I do in this think moment. that that perpetuates. It just perpetuates the stress and anxiety and the the soul loss and the sense of not having a purpose because this is where purpose is not about, Oh, I'm going to go and make billions of dollars. And maybe that is purpose for someone, sure. but it's, it can, it can be as also a, a really difficult thing to try to identify on a linear level. What is my purpose? You know, my purpose is to do this. And, and again, that I think is more of the masculine about, labeling it and saying this is what it is it has structure it's this way instead of it being more again flowing and and i think that's the time that we're in that i'm I'm amazed with the creativity that's emerged oh yeah in the two years that's so much it's wonderful the creativity i have a a friend who's doing you know started an outdoor workout club and yeah yeah. you know, music. Kind of chilly and, up here today. It is chilly, <laughs> but still does it. And, yeah, yeah. and and the thing is, it's really people just want to be, you know, exercising, doing something. But it's it's really fantastic that it's open to anybody. Just come and work out if you feel like working out here. Wow. In minus and, 16. In minus 16. Celsius. Celsius. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm exactly. not even sure what that would be. It's very cold in Fahrenheit, it's cold. too. It's um, cold. Uh, and you know, the, the next one that comes through that is how do you stay in the moment? You breathe. Yeah. Again, it's not, it doesn't take, uh, it does take, take some um, uh, just awareness of breathing deeply. Most people yeah. breathe very shallow. Yes. And you, you'll know this as a practitioner, um, yes. you know, is, is that, you know, listening to somebody who's breathing, they're like way, way up in their chest. And yet all of the power that brings us in our body gives us that moment in the now happens when we breathe all the way down into, you know, the full lungs diaphragm. That whole thing has to exist, you know? Yeah. And if you yeah, just it's, a, it's quietly, a total feedback. Yeah. It's a feedback link because if somebody's yep. breathing shallowly, shallowly, is that a word? It is now. <laughs> they're bre- <laughs> <laughs> if they're breathing in a shallow manner, then the heart rate goes up. And then the brain is getting a signal that I'm not safe. You know, That's right. I have to, I'm starting, and they can start to feel anxious without even being in a stressful situation. But all of that 
you know, um, on a, a physiologic level, it contributes to cortisol, lack of CO2 in the body. Yep. That makes the system um, less acidic, which doesn't allow oxygen. It, there's all sorts of chain reaction that's just connected to breathing. It is. And noticing is. breathing. And if you just sit there and you just breathe in and breathe out, imagine breathing in all the good stuff and breathing out all the bad stuff, like anxiety or, or whatever's going on. And you get this rhythm going, and that's all you have to do. The next thing you know, you're meditating. Whether you know, yeah, or you if are. you fall asleep, you are. who cares? Whether that's you're right. meditating or falling asleep, they're both good for you. Yeah. You know, yeah, the number of people who go to meditation class, and they're like, well, I always fall asleep. Well, you might think you're falling asleep, but you can be assured that the energy from a meditation class is working on you anyways. Definitely. You know, always, always. You can't be in that energy and not not having, you know, some sort of an effect. So it's, it's, it's the whole thing about making our perception, our mind think differently or just yes. simply not think. Not think and, or start to use the brain as a tool rather than be the tool for the brain. Yes. Yes. And, and when there's a sense of, oh, I can work with this. I can, I can shift I was going to say change, but it came out as ch shift, you know, my <laughs> thoughts. And, and it is like something as simple as gratitude can be, can be very helpful to just you know have a question, a curiosity about what can I be grateful for? Perfect. I have a curiosity to go to a commercial. We will be back Perfect. right after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time, or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You 
are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. We are talking about strengthening our spiritual connections. Um, we were talking on the break and uh, uh, Alexia said, so what is spiritual connections then? Are you going to define it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Which yes, one she I... asked me to channel my grandmother and my grandmother would come through like this with her accent and uh, she'd be wanting to be able to tell you that it's one is making sure it's spirits around you all the time. Um, you know, again, like I said, the, you know, the language is very different, you know, and our understanding is, is different from, you know, when she was here, uh, well, my goodness, 20 years ago, um, mm. when she left, well, she hasn't left. She comes in and smacks me occasionally. Um, she? That's <laughs> well, great. she smiles for me, you know, mm. she'll, she'll come in, she'll come in with the accents and, you know, as soon as I hear the Scottish accent, it's her, yeah. um, you know, but the, the um, spiritual connection is from what, you know, we've, we've grown into understanding is really being connected to yourself, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, it, we've got, we understand the mental connection and the emotional connection and the physical connection, but really it's that, it's that outer, outer, uh, uh, you know, a casing, the spiritual, and it all sits within that. Uh You know, Uh and if one of them isn't sitting in there, you know, this sort of encasement, you know, then you're losing that spiritual connection. Yeah. But it's about everything's lining up inside the energy, you know, astral, you know, uh, physical, the, you know, all the energies and everything, everything is just held in that place, Uh you know, but occasionally, you know, if we get sick, then we begin to move outside of that. Or if we're emotionally not okay, you know, mentally, mentally ill, you know, addictions, all of those things move us away from that, that container. Uh Uh And that's, and that's what we're talking about here is how do we strengthen the container? Right, right. Absolutely. Because all there's a saying, all life is a spiritual life. All of it, all everything Everything. experience, everything, good, bad, or, or no, our judgment, our judgment of what's good, what's bad, and what's exactly, exactly what we judge. And I think it was, I think it was Ram Das who said, it's much more difficult to connect to the divine within ourselves instead of our humanness. That it's easy to, you know, see the humanness and then what about the godliness and and really getting a sense of that too is is part of me, is inside of me. But is that not the divine? Is it perhaps because of our judgment of that? Perhaps. That I judge the divine to be this. Mm-hmm. And my humanness right. is that. Right. True. So that Very brings true. me then to the quandary when I see the street person who's suffering from substance use, who's homeless. Is that not divine? Or is that just a piece of humanness? Good question. It's an important it's, question. I, it's a very important question. You know, I, I think, think it that still is the divine. It is. the. Of course it is. For sure. For sure. Right. Of course. The divine, the, the divine and the human aren't separated yes right so i understand i understand it's it's a non-duality absolutely i understand what ram das is saying Mm. but i think we want to take it just 
just a, into a, a place of greater clarity. And that is what creates the separation. Right. And, and I could be misquoting him. So anyone who's no. listening, I, but it, I, I believe that that was from what he was yeah, yeah, yeah. said. Yeah. And if it wasn't him, whoever else said it was. Yeah. Just needing some clarification. <laughs> right. right. But in that's a words, really good question, Gordon. Because I think, yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 no. Everything around us is a manifestation of the divine. Yes. Whatever you perceive that to be, I'm not defining yeah. that, but our judgment defines it. Oh, Very no, true. That, person, that person can't be divine. Well, then what makes that person divine and that person not divine? Yeah. Like, who are you? You know, and that's yeah, my and challenge and it, then. And it feeds that concept of, you know, um, the idea of spirituality is only good, is only, only feels good, is only feelings of joy, is only feelings of positivity. And, and you, you made me think of a, some lyrics from a song that's um, called Amazing. And it's by a group called One Eskimo. And there's a, a, a lyric in there that says, there is no sin in anything. You know, it's amazing. Mm. And it's all about rebirth. The song is really about really kind of awakening and, and seeing that the sin, if we can get to that place of really embodying of an awareness of there is no sin in anything. Then right, right. we would be very transformed. Oh, extremely, extremely. You know, not only in terms of identifying it in other people, which people are very wanting to do in our blaming society, but pointing at ourselves yeah. and and shouldering our own blame. You know, uh, I think those are elements of of spirituality that. Are, are just so important. And yet we're really missing the boat on it, on a lot of it. Yeah. You know, but I, think I think there are you... more people that are now with the pandemic. I do feel that people are softening in a way that they're, I mean, at least people that I'm, I'm, um, you know, connecting with, including clients that there's more curiosity. There's a, I don't know if it's the weariness of the two years that's basically said, hey, you know, I, I don't have to continue to hold up this armor and be, you know, in this panicked, rigid mode. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm hopeful, but I also am, I'm, don't want to be naive. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, well, exhaustion can break, take us into some interesting places. You it know? sure can. It um, sure can. I think probably... What you're watching is one of the ways that we strengthen, and that is surrendering. Mm. You know, to surrender to what's going on. Yeah. Um, if you're feeling out of control and you're attempting to control what's going on around us, you know, like you can't. You can't. The serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to know the things I cannot change, the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Repeat it hourly. <laughs> You know, exactly. it's, it's just, you know, to know the different, what can I control? We are so, again, we talked about this just a minute ago. We are yeah. so wanting to be back in control, but yeah. you weren't in control in the first place. No. You were just going along with the rules. We believed we were. Yeah. It's time for, you know, the, the, the veil, the curtain of the magician or Wizard of Oz or whatever, it's opening and 
we're going it's, to see it. It's a short little guy with no hair, you know. Who's <laughs> in it? I am the Wizard of Oz, um, you know, or with that hat, whatever it was, you know. Our world right now is controlled by politicians and medical personnel. Um, medicine has been politicized, worst thing that can happen. And we're just simply being dictated to is when can we leave our homes? When can we, uh, you know, be, be uh, uh, vaccinated? Uh, then if you're not going to vaccinate, then you can't go here. You can't go there. You can't fly. You can't eat at the restaurant. You can't go to the gym. You can't, you know. Yes, like, the divisiveness. The it's, it's, it's just very separating, divisive. very divisive, creating so much pain and suffering without you know, we talked about this before, Gordon, other shows around truly conscious leadership in terms of how to bring people together. And I know Desmond Tutu passed away over Christmas, right? Yes. Over the holidays. And I was looking at some of the quotes that he had. And one was, if you want peace, don't speak to your friends, speak to your enemies. Right, right. It's the idea and of keep, your, keep your, your, your friends close, but your enemies closer. Yeah, but I think what he meant by that was that yeah. you, even if you believe you hate someone or there's such a rejection, that's not going to help anybody. No. It'll just, you know, create a deeper, a deeper divide that becomes very difficult to step across or to actually yeah. bond. And this, and the surrender. Yeah, the only thing bigger than all of this is the divine, is source. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing bigger than this. Uh, well, we like to think that we are bigger. <laughs> we have such arrogance, right? <laughs> totally. Such you know, arrogance. Well, you, when you, you talk about that, I, I was just flashing to my grandmother's church, you know, when she was a pastor. It, it was a very big one here in Toronto. And she was best friends with a woman in Buffalo and uh, just over the border, of course. And, and uh, I actually had the privilege of going and working at her church and being a lecturer there occasionally as well beautiful stone church in in, uh, in mm -hmm. buffalo and uh, her name was sandy wendley you know reverend wendley and um she was another little scottish lady um who couldn't have been more than four foot one and she was a real powerhouse and both of them taught me you know when when people came in they were embraced they weren't looked at they weren't judged what were they wearing what color were they? Who were they? What age were they? It was all beautifully done, you know, and just, I just learned so much from those two women. I you bet know? you did. I one bet. in the States, one in, in here, both were Scotland though, you know, but they're, they're both, you know, subject to their own, own locales in Canada and in, in, in New York state. And yeah, it was just like, you know, it's so wonderful that they came you know, to be part of the spiritual community and creating community is a really big part of strengthening our spiritual connection. So much so. Yeah. That's, that I think has been the most difficult thing for people. I would, I would call this a, a very lonely time. Absolutely. And lonely for anyone who gets ill and the recovery, you know, hopefully they have a, a smooth recovery but it, it's that depth of loneliness, but it's also very purposeful. Like there's a lot of power in that. I mean, I've enjoyed the majority for the most part um, around just having time and space to feel and, and really letting go of things and concepts and, and curiosity in my own life. It's, it is, it's been really quite fascinating, but I know a lot of people have, have really struggled, especially parents with young kids, which I 
feel yeah. for single parents. I don't know single how parents. the heck they yeah. do it. I don't know how. They, that's that's where I think, oh my God, the governments, you know, whatever the profits are on pharma, give this to the parents to help them. Do something for the community. Do yeah, something yeah. to create and strengthen the community so that going forward we have little people that become very conscious adults. Yes. You know? Yeah. But what, what we, we're, we're teaching them is isolated adults. Yes, we are. You know, and they don't have an outlet. They don't have an outlet with really their kids, their friends as other kids, uh, maybe a brother or sister, you know, but, you know, really um, uh, this, this has really been a destroyer of community. Yes, it has. But that gives us an opportunity to create different community. Well, there and Gord, that's the thing. That's what's popping up. Different communities meeting online, the outdoor workout, you know, um, club. And and just, again, saying, hey, if this doesn't work for me, I can make something new. I can actually think outside the box. Yes. Which is phenomenal. Then then there's, that's the freedom. That's the ease. Right. And the masculine don't want you in that box, girl. They sure do. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, uh, one of, the, one of the things of being connected is, is listening to your body, surrendering to your body. If you feel tired and, you know, wish you could go like that, don't wish, do it. Yeah. You know, if you're hungry, eat. You know, yeah. this isn't, you know, it's not divine to, to deny ourselves the very things that we know, you know, in, through science, through medicine, through, through, through the divine. Denial isn't going to get you anywhere. No, you become a martyr. Yeah, well, or a victim. Know, look what, yeah, yeah, look what happened to most of the martyrs. You know, yeah. uh, exactly, exactly. Um, learn how to receive from others. You know, and that's and that's listening to yourself. You know, so yeah. you know if if you are always out there, <clears throat> excuse me, helping people and giving and giving and giving, you rob them of the chance to feel what you do when you give. Yes. We yes. really do. Oh no, I'll do that for you. I'll do that for you. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, it's really uh, um, unfortunate, but if you can think of it that way, that, you know, one, learn to reach out, ask for help, and then actually receive it. Yeah. yeah. Let them have pleasure for a change. Yeah. And you won't feel like, oh my God, I do this for everybody. And look at, and this is what I get in return. The stoic. <laughs> the resentment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, our attitude. Our attitude about absolutely everything. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we kind of identified that, I think, you know, in, in terms of it's, you know, it, it, grow your hopefulness, not your pessimism. That requires work. It does. And I think it requir <clears throat> requires, um, you know, I think when things are going well, that it's really easy to have you know, positivity and hopefulness. But I think when things are going, again, perception, not well, yeah. it yeah. can, it can feel very futile. It can feel that, you know, what's the point, you know, what's the point of the effort. And I, I think that's where, again, because the pandemic has made people isolate and, and be so isolated that it really has perpetuated that sense of, um, hopelessness in a lot of people and learned helplessness and ah, uh, good point mm -hmm. that's a learned helplessness as yeah. well you know if we saw what maybe our moms or our moms and dads you know victimized somehow 
And then that becomes then a learned helplessness. Mm. Yeah. I need someone to do that for me. Right. You know, um, ho being hopeful is much more powerful than being cautiously optimistic. <laughs> the most overused phrase right now, we're cautiously optimistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. means that, you know, you're not really optimistic. No. You know. One of the things that I learned long, long ago, both in ministry and in therapy, uh, you know, being a therapist, was one of the one of the biggest traits we could ever have is the installation of hope. And that's one of our 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 yeah. job requirements yeah. is, yeah. you know, when someone loses hope, they've lost pretty much everything. Absolutely. Same, in, same in naturopathic medicine. If someone's been diagnosed with, you know, any kind of severe illness, terminal illness, you never take away hope. Never. No, 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 no. And that's, it's that installation of hope, uh, yeah. you know, and, and fan it. It's like a, an ember, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Canadian, uh, the Canadian poet, Robert Frost said, I can sum up everything that I have learned in life in three words, it goes on. Perfect. I thought that was absolutely, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is owning our story, all of it, including the bad part you're editing, uh -huh. because if we don't own it, it robs us of our reality. Yeah, very true. You know, see how easy it is to strengthen. On that note, let's strengthen our show and we're going to take a break here and we'll be back in two minutes. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Um, we've been giving you some ideas around what's going on and, in, 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 you know, the role that spiritual connections can play for us. Um, and we find it as that, you know, sort of bag, you know, that kind of contains us all uh, on the inside. You know, it can be a real lifesaver for us uh, to have those spiritual connections. But it's important. This is really important. Do what is right for you. Mm-hmm. Walking in the woods, let that be your church or temple. Talk or sing out loud and let that be your prayer. Mm-hmm. And then just listening quietly to the birds, to the wind, singing the wind in the trees, and let that be the voice of the divine. That spiritual connection is for you and for you alone. Do not let others tell you how you have to do it. And that's, you know, that's a difference between religion, where other people have decided this is the way it's supposed to be, and spirituality is where I've decided how it's supposed to be for me. Yeah. You know. Very powerful that way because it is such a personal connection. So personal. It's very It's intimate. very personal. You know, it's like, you know, describe, you describe spirituality. You can't because no. it's an experience. Right. Well, you walk up the stairs and you open the doors. You know, I mean, that's, that's yeah. describing going to church and that's okay. Equally as spiritual as, you, as long as you chose that, you know, mm-hmm. but that touch of the divine, that spark of the divine is, is so experiential, it's next to impossible to put into words. Mm-hmm. It exceeds our, vo- our it's vocabulary. Beyond words. It's, it's beyond, beyond words. It's beyond words. It is. It is. We don't have the, the words to even describe our experience. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so girl, what's going on? You want to talk to us? Well, <laughs> yes, I have a little bit of an announcement and it's been Almost, <clears throat> let's see, Gord, how long have I joined you on this podcast? Uh, just close, I, I don't know, 23 months in one day. No, <laughs> it's almost two years. It's almost two years. <clears throat> yeah. So, yes, and I have just hit a point right now in my life in these circumstances that I need to take a break. I need to lighten the busyness and the load. And I am tremendously grateful for being the co-host with you for this two years, basically. And I've learned a ton and it's been fun. And I feel like it's really expanded my sense of self. And uh, I remember when we first started, um, probably the listeners don't know this, but I remember I was nervous to start and I was thinking, what are we going to talk about? And what are we going to do? And then you said to me some very wise words, which was, which were rather... Alexia, this isn't a lecture. We're not giving a lecture. And and that was so powerful for me. I don't even, I think of it often because it sort of helped me shift from, again, almost the masculine way of being, 
since we were talking about that, to something much more feminine, mm. you know, much more ease. <clears throat> and, and yeah, it was, it's really been in, like incredible. And I think that um, having this time together and, and us, you know, co-hosting together, but also interviewing various guests has been really a lot of fun, so much fun. And right now I have to step away for a while. You're you're breaking up with me on the air without notice. <laughs> no, I'm not. That is not true. Anyone listening, that is not true. No. Gordon was aware of this. This was our, our time. I just want to, to have say, fun with you. Um, I know. You know, I, I I applaud you actually for coming on the air and talking. Um, I've had a blast with you. I've and it so is, it's, it's just a dialogue. It's a conversation, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, certainly, you know, I research and I've learned, oh my God, yes. from the guests, I learned so much, you know? Yes. Um, you know, because I don't want to like be like, I'm so, uh, like, what's what's singing about? You know, right. I want to know, right. uh, you know, I want to have that experience that I can speak from a place of knowledge. So lots of research goes into it, you know? Oh yeah, um, you do a and, lot of that, you know, you do a lot of that. Yeah, I do. I do. And and I and I do and I love doing it. You know, I just yeah. get to learn every week I get to learn something. Yeah. Um, but I think it's you know, this just brings up that, you know, the the forever teacher here, you know, dear. Uh, um, the whole idea of doing closure. And I think that's that's something that our society is like deaf. We don't talk about it. Yeah. We don't we stop returning phone calls yeah. or the emails. Uh, we don't know how to say, you know, listen, you know, this is as far as we're going to go. This is the end, you know, um, and and it gives both parties an opportunity to 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 feel what they're going to feel, um, say what they're going to say. Sometimes in closure, people get angry. Other times people we cry, you know, um, but it's it's we just rob ourselves you know, and, and we hurt people so badly when we just simply, the, the term today is ghost them. Yes. You know? yes. We just simply don't show up anymore. Right. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's probably one of the cruelest things that we can do to people, you know, is to ghost them. If you I were, think it if, is. I don't you think know it's what, nice. if you had the ovaries that were big enough <laughs> to get into this relationship or the balls, <laughs> then you better have the same ones available to say goodbye to it as well. Right. Right. You know, I, th I think some people, when that happens, you know, it really is a sense of, again, not having the ability to be uncomfortable. Oh, and absolutely. It can be, it's like, Oh, I can't handle this. It's too painful. So I need to just hide or run away. But you know, I think the closure. Well, we give you a parting is... gift, and here, right. have Johnny tell us what is our parting gift here now for Alexia. Hey, listen, do you know how long it took me to learn your name, and now you're going to leave me? <laughs> oh, but I'm not. I'm not. Well, I guess the closure. I was. I was kind of. Um, it's kind of interesting because I was like, even even now talking about it, it feels a little bit uh, sad. You know, I have some sadness for sure. There's some. There's a definitely at the break, I was, you know, I, I was saying to Gord that, um, to you, Gord, that I definitely will miss this. And I, and uh, the Voice America people have been great, but it doesn't mean I wouldn't come back. But I also feel like, well, the closure is important to just say that was. Even to this part of it. Yeah. 
what happens next is whatever happens next. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'd like to introduce you to my new co-host. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say you probably got somebody right there tucked aside. <laughs> You know, Sitting but, here right beside me at home. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. that's not true. Um, right. I've loved having you. I love laughing with you. I love the fact you love my jokes. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> not everybody gets not, them. Your jokes are hilarious. Not Some of them I'm like, Gord, hey. But it's still, I think that banter and that ease of of um, our dialogue is also has been really great. But yeah, absolutely. Very I think you're, very, that, you're very witty. I have to say you're very quick, very witty. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think that, you know, when uh, uh, the the Voice America people told me that this wasn't an FCC controlled, you know, sort of station because it's over the Internet, you can say whatever the hell you want. And so I'm like, then I can be off color which yes. I have a tendency to be. Right. Um, and, and I can say bullshit if I need to, yeah. you know, because um, I think that that's part of our language that really can be quite, quite uh, uh, forceful in, in being yeah. able to say, you know, yeah. what we need to say. Uh, yeah. So yes, it, it's, it's what I learned that it wasn't FCC controlled. And I, like, well, I'm going to go to town on this. Hopefully people enjoy that, you know? Well, and, and it totally, and I, I know they do. And, and, for you, you've been doing this now. Is this three years? This is Four I'm years? now in my fourth year. You're I just started fourth my fourth year. Yeah. Right. I started January the third, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Which yeah, is January phenomenal 20. because weekly, you know, weekly shows, weekly topics, weekly learning, and it's a tremendous amount of work. Tremendous. I mean, that was it is. you know, even finding people and and actually having the connections to say, you know, are you coming on the show, coordinating all of that. I found that to be a lot, but also rewarding too. I mean, yeah, the rewards are are the energy exchange, right? Totally. You know, I met some great people through you. You know, yeah, I loved I loved Marla and I loved Cheryl, yes. uh, who sang for us. I yes. loved I loved uh, Roseanne with her dogs. Yes, you know, she was so much fun. She laughed so easily. I loved so, her. So yeah, she's you know? just a hoot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I learned everything from about mushrooms and cancer research in mushrooms and yeah. everything. You know, as I said, through to the huskies. You know, yeah. Uh, Sonic or, geometry. Sonic. Yes. Yeah. That no. was that was really interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, so you know. Um, I think that both of us, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sad that you're going. Uh, the show will, you know, keep going because um, I'm in the middle of a contract and I can't walk out. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, but <laughs> I'm in the middle of a contract. All right. That's really um, funny. <laughs> I should have put you under contract too. Um, <laughs> right. All right. Right. Yeah, that's funny. So. Um, it is. Yeah, I think that that banter, that, that uh, you know, ability, because not often, we don't often meet people that we just have that rapport easily with. Yeah. You know, and I think that two people who are really nervous and trying to make this happen, it's going to have to work at this, like, really hard. <laughs> you yeah, know, um, I, I never found it. It's hard work leading into the show, but on the air, it's not. Right. You know, uh, like the bookings and, you know, getting yeah. people in. Yeah. And yeah. so on. Uh, people who don't return your phone calls, your emails, right. Right. your invitations, you're like, yeah, let's see what happens. I see you at a party. <laughs> of course, we don't have to worry about that now, which may be why people are so rude. Um, you know, they're not going to see me at a party because there are none. Um, right. So anyways, it's, uh, yeah, what can I say? You know, I, I love to have you here. 
we'll bring you back. I hope, at least as my guest. I hope uh, so. Because you Once have lots schedule to say. Shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have lots to say, and uh, you know, you're you're on the same you know wobbly pathway that I am. <laughs> you know, yeah. that we're holding on and balancing and learning and sharing all that we can that we're going yeah. through. That's the best we can do. It is the best we could do. And, you know, Gord, you're an excellent host. I think that you're, you have an ability, the writing of, you know, if people don't know, Gord always writes the, the blurb about the guest and then the research that's there and puts together slides so that when Gord and I are now on, on air, we, I have these slides to refer to. So it cues us in terms of the flow of the conversation, which is immensely helpful. And I just don't know where you get the energy from. Yeah, I don't know if it's your grandmother coming through there or again or whomever, but you have a, a love for learning. So do I. It's, you know, very, and I, I'm very curious about people, very curious about yeah. what people are doing. Well, you're much older than I am. All over the place. Pardon me? <laughs> I am? Listen, but you're much older than I am. Yes, right. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, maybe. You know, uh, it just, it depends on what other stuff gets involved. I just, I just made a decision that, you know, I enjoy this and I, no matter what else there is, I, you know, I just don't sleep. Oh my God. It's all the stuff I was talking about tonight. No sleeping. I was going to say, junk food. you know, where's the pizza number? Um, yes, exactly. You know, so, you know um, and touch wood, you know, stay pretty healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Cause totally. Uh, when you love something, it's amazing. You know, how you move through things. Yeah, it's true. You know? You're, it's passion. Yeah. It's yeah, a passion. Yeah. When you have a passion, I mean, it's ease. There's ease there. It's not work. It's ease. Stress can come into it. Yep. You know, I mean, I, with the college, Transformational Arts College, I'm, it's 33 years now, 34 wow. years, 1988. Wow. You do the math. Incredible. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it is incredible and it's, it is exhausting. Yeah. Um, and, and what's really exhausting is the parts of it I don't like. It's just soul destroying. And that's all the government you know, regulations yeah. Yeah. and this and that. And because I don't want I don't care about those things. You know, I, I just want to be, you know, up at the rostrum giving lectures and teaching and well, and, and again, transformational <laughs> arts college, right? Yeah. Mystery school, the study of the spirit, the soul, the spirit, the, the idea of we're so much more than these rigid sort of parameters that and are that's set the in masculine place. is holding it in place. Exactly. Exactly. My so, dear. On thank you note, so much, right Gordon. Time. Thank you, I everybody. You. I love you too very much. Okay. And you'll be back. I will be. I'll be back here next week at eight o'clock and be well, be safe and stay curious. Good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 